another African Rhythms. I'm David Jones and once again Mike Ingram. Welcome Mike. Good evening David. Yeah and we've had some about three pretty groovy shows so far and I've been grooving on listening to those again. Yes indeed man. Looking forward to this one. Yeah and we're gonna start in a, a great traditional style. Miss Aretha Franklin. Ah set it off with the diva. I like that. Yeah. I need for me Ooh, the way you want my 
it's early in the morning About a quarter till three I'm sitting here talking with my baby Over cigarettes and coffee And to tell you that Dog I've been so satisfied Honey, since I've met you Baby, since I've met you Oh, oh days that I've been around And all the good-looking girls I've met Don't seem to fit in Knowing this particular sad yeah. But it seems so natural, darling That you and I are here Just talking over cigarettes And drinking coffee consideration and walk down this aisle with me I would love it yeah people I say it's so early in the morning Ooh, it's a quarter till three we're sitting here talking over cigarettes and drinking coffee that long like to show you where I know nothing but good old joy since I met you darling and it's since I met you baby yeah I would love to have another drink of coffee now Darling, help me smoke this one more cigarette now I don't want no cream and sugar Cause I got you now, dog But just let me enjoy Help me to enjoy this good time that we'll have
wonderful Mr. Otis Redding and that's a couple of tracks Lover's Prayer and Cigarettes and Coffee some wonderful stuff Mike nice combination I'd say mm, very much so you have a an interesting thing to say about Otis oh uh, aside from the obvious you know yeah. about how great a singer he was uh, two things actually David there is a uh, project supposedly in the works right now uh, to do a biography movie or rather on uh, Otis Taylor's li- uh, excuse me Otis Redding's life I keep saying Otis Taylor God knows why <laughs> screwed up today but anyway yeah, yeah Otis Redding's life is uh, being considered um, uh, into a movie project but the two Otis songs especially My Lover's Prayer uh, are of particular uh, renowned for me because the Alvin Ailey Dance Company a uh, very famous dance company known around the world. Uh, Judith Jameson is the artistic director right now. Hmm. Uh, they were part of a group of tunes put together and commissioned by Alvin Ailey into a dance work, and it was called Sweet Otis. And this was all Otis Redding tunes, and there were six or seven different movements to it, different dances. And the My Lover's Prayer, in that particular segment of Sweet Otis, it's where two people meet for the first time and fall in love, and they do kind of this little mating dance around each other. And... Uh, it, it, that never just left my it never left my mind from the first time I saw it. Uh, the work was commissioned in 19, 
75 and um, my teacher Charles Moore studied in the Alvin Ailey so it was um yeah well that's a beautiful track Mike that's very interesting uh, yeah I'd never actually really got into that track before and also we're gonna look back on a wonderful gig that I did um, for three years and most of the time I did that with a fellow named Clarence and that was down at the pick pub and we're gonna talk about that a little bit later and give you a sample of what that sounded like I managed to tape some live segments from that so that should be kind of interesting and a new discovery mike yes, sam d's a new track that i just discovered from the early 70s read about it in voices the british soul magazine it's all the rage right now the funny thing is it's on this cleveland eaton album and it doesn't credit his name on the record or on the sleeve so that's quite a tragedy you know what happens with that sometimes though david uh, a lot of times performers have gentlemen's agreements between each other to do work either maybe in the past cleveland eaton did some work for sam yeah and it was kind of a handshake type deal where you know it's understood well okay well, you do a piece for me and i'll do one for you so uh sometimes it's not a anything that smacks of any illegality or anything like that it's just yeah. one of those gentlemen's agreement type things between two artists where perhaps you know, he would have been sued if he if they put his name on the exactly. record or something like that anything no, normally when something like that happens is either something to do with someone's contract or any kind of cross uh, reference problems with another record company or something like that yeah well whatever the story is um the man is of genius sam d's yeah. and um yeah you know and uh, this is uh another great poetic statements from the mid-70s mr sam d's Sit right down. I got some happy rap. 
Aretha Franklin. You know, she's got it down. Like. <laughs> <laughs> that I mean, was, she's got it. <laughs> that was Aretha at her peak. Uh, yeah. That, that, that era from the early 70s on till at least 76, 77, Aretha's voice could do no wrong. She started to lose her highs after that, but everybody still knows that she sings. She sings with all that soul, so you really don't care. Yeah. A track entitled Oh Baby, and that's from Let Me In Your Life. One of our last really epic albums. I mean, just check out this lineup. There's Donny Hathaway on piano. There's Cornell Dupree on guitar, Bernard Purdy, and Ralph McDonald. I mean, these are like who's who of session musicians yes, combined with Arif Mardin's horn and string arrangements. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is soul at its highest level. That's know? pretty good stuff. Yeah. But right now, we're going to get into another artist, and some of this record indeed was produced by Tommy Couch and the fellows from Malico. Now, this is John Edwards, who we've talked about in uh, recent shows. Mm -hmm. Real soul talent. This is the fellow from The Spinners and his Life, Love, and Living album. Cause you got my 
Mike. That's some special Anita Baker there. Love it, man. I tell you, it sounds like the first hour we're giving props to the gods and goddesses of soul here. Yeah. Well, that's something really special, and that's her first record on Beverly Glen. Patrick Moten is the key name there. I believe that he was associated with the Poet albums too, Bobby Womack, that's and then right. the, the Johnny Taylor that mm -hmm. was on Beverly Glen. And you got some other pretty wild cats there. Gene Page. Gene Page, Barry White Disciple, or Great Arranger. Yeah, and then Nathan East, I believe, is on mm -hmm. guitar there. You know, And David T. Walker. I mean, these are major names in soul music. And another name that we were uh, rejoicing about last show, can we say enough about her? Tina Marie. Now here is somebody, we were talking about the Motown recordings, and we're about to lay down an epic track here. This was probably Tina's best work. Um, Motown seemed to have a better feel for her style and her material than Epic did when she moved over to Epic. Although there was some good, the mm. Casanova Brown track that we played last show was excellent. Yeah. But Epic didn't do enough of that. They didn't have a feel for pushing her that way. They wanted her to do pop stuff instead of just letting her go on ahead and get her groove on. And, and uh, I think this, this upcoming track is a good example of why she really is a genuine soul legend. Yeah, I mean, this, this song truly should uh, go down in history and um, hopefully will be remembered in years to come as um, great classic soul music, Portuguese love.
Dickens and Dawkins, and that's a track called Miracle. A nice combination there of modern stylings, Mike, and gospel. Yeah, I very much feel kind of like the boys to men type stuff that came out. And looking at the date on the CD, saying 1994, it was clear that they were looking for some sort of uh, concept or some sort of format to copy from. But yeah. I like that little... Um, inspirational type spin in there mm, yeah well you can't really beat a great voice a great message yes, and indeed. those are certainly two things that we enjoy and this show is all about no question and there's a couple of other artists there we listen to marva hicks another modern from 1991 and that was pretty interesting too, beautifully you know? arranged tune I, mm. I was i was quite impressed by that that was the track entitled one good reason mm-hmm. I, I have to admit that was the first time i ever had a chance to listen to the young lady she can blow mm, i'm not sure what she's doing now but that was uh, her self-titled debut polydor cd 1991 mm-hmm. then after that dorothy moore producer of tommy couch uh, a fellow that i met up here in vancouver just this weekend up on a cruise from the south and he is a producer from Malico Records in Jackson, Mississippi. Well, it's amazing that Malico was the company that survived. Uh, you know, between the stacks and all the other labels down there, Malico is the only one that was surviving and, and now grows ever stronger even to this day. Yeah, with artists like Dorothy Moore and last year Johnny Taylor had a mm-hmm. huge hit with them. So they're going strong. Tommy says to me that they're pretty well it. Like he's saying, there's, uh, there's no other labels. They've even swallowed up Ace, which was another soul label in the South. And they're real musicians, great songwriting, such people as the ever distinguished Frederick Knights mm-hmm. and of course George Jackson who had his own Aretha Sing For Me back on High Records yes, indeed. but you know a fine songwriter mm-hmm. George uh, a singer and arranger and writer in his own right as far as having his own piece of the rock didn't want to be a big deal as far as having a big name he was one of those very behind the scene kind of people and he definitely had impact on a few careers down there You 
Beautifully crafted, beautifully produced. That's Omar, and he's from England, and a record called For Pleasure that came out about a year and a half ago didn't really 
become the international hit like D'Angelo and Maxwell, unfortunately. Very unfortunately. Uh, I can hear a lot of Maxwell style in there. Mm. Nice little jazz uh, groove going on and uh, definitely something that sounds very much just like what he wanted to say personally as far as his music approach was concerned. Didn't sound like anybody else. Yeah, no, there's a certain maturity starting to happen. Um, his first song on Talking Loud that got some attention was a track entitled There's Nothing Like This, and that's from five or six at least years ago now, and that's a, a, a beautiful track. In fact, it's more like eight years ago now. I think it originally came out on Congo Dance yeah. in England. In some of his tracks, you hear Stevie Wonder, mm -hmm. Smokey, and other influences, but the individuality, the maturity starting to happen. Yeah, I hope they reach out to a lot more artists like this who are, who are trying to take chances and maybe just need the, the producer or that one special person, whether it's somebody with the green or whatever, they go on ahead and back up that type of creativity. Mm, yeah, I mean, it's not always easy as an artist getting the appreciation, encouragement, and money to go on. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is Omar. And another vocalist that's recently come to my attention, I just got it about a month or two ago, is a 1974 album called I'm in Need of Love. The artist's name is Lou Courtney. Really? Lou Courtney, as in, oh, as in skate now, Lou Courtney. Yeah, oh he did that Riverside goodness. stuff in yes, the late 60s. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. No, never really got much attention. No, but Lou was a funkster from back in the old school days. I mm. mean, we're talking about stuff like skate now, hot butter and all. I mean, Lou was, uh, he had a couple of moderate hits and stuff, but uh, he was one of those folks who was a session person he did, he did a lot of background work and production work for a lot of other performers yeah well I think in years to come yet another record I mean people are now like inciting this record in the same breath as what's going on and Sam D's the show must go on if you can believe it so let's check it out yes indeed
Mercy, that's something special, <laughs> that one. <laughs> oh, I my mean, stars and goddess. I yeah. tell you. And it's not the only track. You know, the whole <laughs> album is incredible. And only having it a month or so, I'd say it's already in my top 20 soul records of all time. Oh, man, that's you know? some sweet stuff. I got to say, he's come a long way from the shingling, man. He was a teenager when he was doing that yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, another guy 
I'm, I'm just starting to investigate further and further. Willie Hutch. Now, Ode to My Lady. Now, this is something special, kind of a soul album. Well, you know, the last show we did, we talked about Extensions of a Man being one of those albums that seemed to be in everybody's house. Mm. Actually, that Ode to My Lady was in a lot of houses as well. Willie Hutch doesn't get a lot of credit for being one of the unsung stars of the Motown Galaxy, but he was a fantastic arranger and producer, and he had a lot of respect amongst his uh, peers in the music industry. Yeah, well, this uh, this Ode to My Lady record, something special. He's got other great records, and I'm just starting to get into those. He's got stuff on RCA. But I tell you, Mike, love me back. Now, here is a smoking, smoking track. Go to it. To it.
know? I tell you, man, when I heard that Willie Hutch groove, I was waiting for a shaft of dolomite to show up, man. <laughs> I love that. I mean, they must have outlawed the wah-wah pedal after the middle 70s because, I mean, that was definitely part of that sound and uh, very much influenced by Curtis Mayfield's Superfly album. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, a really interesting period, and I believe Willie Hutch did his own soundtrack. I can't yes, he remember did. The Mac. Like. He the did Mac. it to the Mac. Yeah. The brother's going to work it out, and that was an excellent uh, uh, of uh, Willie Hutch's on this as well. Yeah. Now, next, we're going to go into another band, The Moments. Now, these guys were out of New Jersey. What the heck was this stuff coming out of New Jersey? Oh, I mean, man, this was no, a different no, no, sound. That's my, that's <laughs> my neck of the woods. Now, this, <laughs> that's right. See, so was back then, see, you didn't have all of this uh, intimidate the females into giving that stuff up. Now, you had to sing. You had to sing sweetly and tease them with the, with the, fl- with the flavor and the flower coming out of the vocal from the high place. That's yeah. why tenors were big. That's why tenors were a big deal back then. Tenors, falsettos, Harry Ray, uh, and the moments were typical of what was the sound back then. That's what they called sexy soul. The moments, the Delphonics, all of those guys lived within 90 miles of each other. That Philly, New Jersey sound was a strong yeah. influence back then. And it's uh, standing the test of time. But um, unfortunately for Stang Records, they were uh, notoriously bad quality. Unfortunately, the recording in the studio, as well as a little bit of a patchy label. You know, there was some stuff that was, you know, Sylvia Robinson, Pillow Talk, all this well, stuff coming up. A lot of egg crates and stuff. Sylvia Robinson actually produced a lot of the moment stuff. So, yeah, it was some crispiness going on, but she was turning on a lot of work. And uh, with hip hop, too. Yes, like, indeed. I mean, the Sugar Hill Gang, Rapper's yeah. Delight. That yeah. was all Sylvia Robinson. Yeah. You know, a, a, a rich history. Al- although this track this moment's track's not the best quality, but in a way, I kind of like the fact that it's almost bedroom quality. It's like an underground kind of a thing. That's what their audience was. They were singing to the ladies. Yeah. But I guess before I gotta go, let me say out here to Port Moody, to Port Coquitlam, Burnaby, New Westminster, Vancouver, if you all wanna know where the soul trees grow, the roots of all that, and that that encompasses it, can be found right here on African Rhythms. Amen to that. That was Mike Ingram. I'm David Jones. You're listening to CITR 101.9 FM on your dial. Peace and love. And this is something special. The moments. Here we go, baby.
Thank you. 